So, this past week there was this interesting story about some gospel singer called Guardian Angel going ahead to marry a lady who's about 50 years old, yet he himself is about 30 years old. Now, normally people in the Western world would consider that, you know, a cougar situation and they'd be okay with that. You know, it's understandable in some situations. But it's been a topic of discussion for the past, what, week or two? And everyone is losing their shits. To the point that this is actually becoming like full-on radio discussions and shit and everyone is like, oh, you know, it's wrong, you're not supposed to do that, the woman's supposed to be younger, blah, blah, blah. And at some point, a certain Nigerian pastor comes out and is like, nope, you know what, this is wrong, this shouldn't be allowed, this woman is the literal definition of Ashtoreth, whatever the hell that is. And frankly, while everyone is busy losing their shits, I'm just thinking that if this guy is going in for it, like if this guy is choosing to marry a woman who is like, what, 20 years older than him? Then it could be one of two reasons. One, the pussy is really, really good. Or two, this guy probably made a smart decision and chose the money and none of the kids. And to make it make sense, I'm going to let the intro just play out so that I can break it down for you properly. Just so you can see how smart this man actually is. When you actually kind of think about it, why would a guy who's in his 30s, like this guy just clocked 30, so he's technically still in his prime. Why would a guy who's still in his prime, still able to get these babes, you know, he's making good money. Why would he choose to settle down with somebody who's 20 years his senior? Like, I can get that age is nothing but a number, but if you want to ask that question, then you have to kind of think about it in a slightly different way. So I thought about it like this. Maybe. Maybe this guy went, got some cougar pussy, and he was enjoying that shit, and he was so good, he was like, you know what, I don't want to let this shit go. That's probably the first explanation to it. And when you think about it, this babe has zero requirements. Like, there are zero prerequisites to be with her, because she's a certified UN employee, as per the reports that I've been reading. So, she's making good bank, untaxable good bank, mind you, and on top of that, she is in her 50s, so she's already done it. Like, she's not expecting you to pay for, like, her transport money. She's not expecting you to take her back to your place or some shit. If she wants you there, she'll tell you straight up, yo, it's okay, you come through, I want you at my place because I want us to do A, B, C, D. And she'll be straightforward with that shit. So, it makes it a hell of a lot easier. I think this is why banging older women for some people seems like such a good thing. Because you don't have to go through the hassle and they already know what it is that they want. Now, on top of that, we've always heard this whole thing about cougars and them wanting to do it and having a sex craze and them putting the work in. Like, these aren't the types that'll say, you know what, I want you to bang me and they just lie on the bed. Like, these women will actually put the work in. Unlike a good number of you young ladies. I'm not gonna point fingers or anything, but let's just say some of y'all do not know how to perform. And you think about it, this is somebody who probably has experience between the sheets and she might just be open to other things. So, seems like a pretty good proposition, right? Because who doesn't want the proposition of getting a 50-year-old babe who knows how to ride that is okay with you being like a swing or some shit? Like, that seems like a good proposition, right? Then you think about the other side of it, the one that makes more plausible sense. Uh, this is somebody who's 50. Her ability to create a child has probably gone with menopause. I'm not saying it's impossible, I'm just saying it's highly improbable. 
that's probably the term I should use. It's highly improbable. So in a sense, this guy will know, you know what, I'm not going to spend money on this babe. We'll just be there together. And when this babe says that she loves me, yes, she's 50. So she's not everyone's cup of tea. So if anything, this is somebody who won't give you kids. You won't have to spend money on. And the best part about it, the number of guys that are going to be trying to shoot their shots on her are incredibly low. Like it's probably the older workmate that's like 60, 70 or some shit. These younger dudes, not all of them are going to be ready to shoot their shot like that. So in a sense, I feel as though this guy made a smart decision and he's going to get a good woman and he's probably going to have zero competition. But then again, this Nigerian pastor did call her Ashtoreth, which just so happens to be the god of sex, fertility and love and shit. So, well, I'd like to see how this whole thing pans out. But anyways, that being said, we do have a podcast to begin and we are 75 episodes in. So we might as well start this thing very quickly. So in typical fashion. Welcome to Breaktime on West Side, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who is seriously reconsidering the idea of being with a cougar. He is a man who still wonders if a woman above the age of 40 is still technically called a girlfriend when you're dating them. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex and relationships show. Where I get to say a bunch of things, somebody disagrees, I start questioning whether I should be with cougars or not and at some point we generally come down to making some sense. And I like that. And we've done this for quite a while. Which is why I personally have nothing but thanks and appreciation for all the support, for all the feedback that I've gotten from each and every one of you fans, from those that have listened to only one episode and lost their shits, to the ones that listen to each and every episode and also lose their shits, and the ones that kind of don't sometimes. I do appreciate each and every one of you because we are on the 75th episode. And I know that might not seem like such a big thing for a huge number of you, but let me try and put this into perspective. The average podcast does not exceed 14 episodes. Like, there's a good majority of podcasts that were started and that just stopped and just died off. But we've managed to go all the way till 75 on one show alone. If that doesn't give you cause to pat yourself on the back, whether you're just listening to this episode as the first time or if you've been listening since day one, then I'll know what does. Like, we've managed to do quite a bit and we do need to continue doing the good work that we have been doing. So we might as well move it on to the main topic. But before we do that, though, I want to bring us back to a certain interesting song from Jamaica that usually jazzes me a little bit. Uh, if I'm not wrong, it's called Cheetah's Prayer. And the chorus usually says something like, Lord, don't let me cheat on my girlfriend. But if you can't stop me from cheating, then don't let me get caught. Very interesting lyrics. I'm not sure whether that's a proper prayer, whether it should be prayed like that. But that aside, I kind of wanted to just bring that in there because I have a bit of an issue with people and not wanting to get caught. Like, yes, I can get it. You don't need to be caught. Like, you shouldn't be caught in the first place. I personally don't endorse cheating. But if shit happens, then you need to be ready to take it like a man. Which wasn't exactly the case for a certain Brazilian singer known as MC Kevin who fell from the fifth floor of a hotel balcony while he was trying to run away from his wife catching him in the act. Now, this man died. As in, let me even try and break that down a little bit easier. This man did not want to be caught by his wife and he literally chose death over being caught cheating. And the worst part about it is, 
the wife still checked in and still found the babe and his best friend there and the guy was still dead like how bad can that shit be is making sure you don't get caught cheating that bad of a situation like i know there's losing half and that's devastating as hell but is it really worth all of that though and honestly speaking like i don't even see why the hell this guy was busy running away from his babe and jumping off of a balcony on the fifth floor his babe is 10 years older this guy is 23 years old or he was 23 and his woman was 33 she's a very fine 33 year old but still she was 33 this is an older babe she's probably open to different shit she might even check in and find him banging this other woman and the friend there and decide to turn it into a group sex situation like i'm just thinking hypothetically here but still it does seem like something that is very plausible and even though he did get caught even though it was a couple of weeks after he got married what's the worst that can happen like he gets left mans can go and apologize and to kind of make things clear i'm not exactly advocating for people to go cheat and apologize or to you know go and manipulate the other person but in a lot of these cases you can receive some form of forgiveness which does bring me to think that if this guy had to jump off a balcony on the fifth floor to prevent his wife from finding out i'm thinking that he was doing something else like yes he's a famous singer and he got married to this babe who happens to be a couple of years older that's cool but back to a piece of detail that i just happened to have glossed over found his best friend and some woman now if this young babe and his best friend were there this best friend is a guy and they're there i am suspecting that probably this man was playing both the home and the away teams in that this guy might have been by or he was trying some buy shit and he didn't want to get caught hell this nigga might have been bottom and he did not want to be found out so he was like nope I ain't never gonna get found with this shit. I'm gonna die with it. And he just went and he decided to do it. That's my personal thought because that's probably one of the only things that can make a man jump from the fifth floor of a hotel when his wife is coming to catch him in the act. Because frankly, if you find me in the act, I'm not gonna stop. Like I already know I'm in shit, so I might as well just finish banging, then I can go and try and sort that shit out later. Because one, my life is too precious for me to waste it on such shit and two, I might as well get the nut because I'm already caught. Like, me not getting the nut isn't going to make my relationship get any better at that point. Like, shit's already down the drain. Like, honestly. But anyways, that aside, you know what? I personally do not feel sorry for this man because I think he made a very stupid move. But anyways, he's probably a little too dead to, you know, come back and face his actions and listen to me insult him. So I might as well leave this cougar shit aside and move on to our main topic of today. Now, last week I had discussed this whole thing of tables and people handling bills and women starting to take up the handling of the bills. And I had brought up this whole discussion of asking ourselves if these babes do not want to pay for the bill because it's a culture thing or because they're just selfish. Now, I did receive a couple of different answers on this and I did receive quite a bit of backlash from a few female fans. And one fan was losing her shits and she was like, no, you can't keep saying this. You're busy saying this as if guys don't have their bills handled by these shorties. Like there's shorties that be handling bills for guys so much. It's almost a normal thing for them. Their women are the ones that take care of them. Hell, there's some of these married men out here who are still having their bills handled and they don't contribute a dime towards the spending and the bill paying and shit. So 
I kind of did listen and this was a complaint that hit me because I was like you know what I get it we've probably been talking about women and handling bills so I might as well address that too and while I was busy thinking of addressing that I happened to stumble upon this IG page of a certain influencer known as Maureen Bandari and on her stories there was this story section that was dedicated to women financing men and it was a very interesting you know kind of storyboard that just went in story after story after story and the question that was there was shorties can pay a bill here bill there say during a date or some shit but what about women actually financing guys like they're handling all the bills and shit and she asked for stories and i kid you not i went through all of them and suffice it to say it was one long set of horror stories like that was one continuous shit show after continuous shit show of just stories coming in of women talking about how they finance guys and to be very honest it kind of did make me feel a little bad so i figured you know what this is something that we definitely should discuss because i saw a lot of the bile in some of the words that were put out by some of these ladies i could see a lot of the love in which some of these ladies wrote what it is that they wrote and I could feel the pain and the anger that a lot of people would have on this. And contrary to what some of you ladies might actually think about me, I actually feel for a lot of you ladies. Like there are some people of my gender who have really fucked up, they have manipulated you and they have had you guys treated like shit for years and years and years and I am sorry for that. I'm not apologizing for the entire gender, I'm apologizing for your situation because I am not responsible for an entire gender. But now let me kind of just break this down a little bit. First of all, I have nothing against women paying the bills. Like I personally feel like there's nothing wrong with ladies paying bills. That I do not have a problem with. I feel as though if you're making money and you're an adult and you have a partner with whom you are sharing a life with, I feel as though it's only right for the both of you to actually try and help each other grow and also kind of share responsibilities in not necessarily an equal level but in a way that can cater to the improvement of the both of you. Now that being said, my biggest issue is when the guy is comfortable and is doing nothing about it. That is where my problem will come in and it will stay there. Like that's where my main problem is. And it's mainly because as men we are expected to be providers. Like I can understand that yes sometimes you can come through hard times and you know probably lose a job here, probably business is bad, probably you're unable to make money for a certain stint of time. But what I have a problem with is you accepting the situation, sitting and doing nothing or taking the money and squandering it and then going back and acting as though you're supposed to be the one that's running everything. Like, homie, my nigga, fellow man, fellow gentleman, if you're the gentle type at least, what are you doing? Like, how are you choosing to give up your role as a provider? How do you choose to maintain your value in the relationship? As in, if you're not providing any form of value to the relationship, then why exactly are you there? And I don't know, maybe it's just me. It could be a bunch of other people, but maybe it's just me. But personally, I feel bad when I'm using someone else's money. Like I can't be comfortable trying to enjoy myself on someone else's dime. And yet it's not like they've offered 
but it's like they're giving it to me because I am unable in one way or another to go and make something out of myself. Not that I'm disabled, not that I'm challenged, not that I'm having a certain issue. No, because I've actually just sat and chosen to do nothing. Like I find it very hard to do that because in a sense, I feel as though I'm giving away my ability to have some level of power. And you think about it, when you become a person that is okay with being financed, and I'm not even discriminating on sex, even when I was talking about, you know, being financed and eating off of someone else's dime, I'm not discriminating on sex. Even when guys are buying for me shit, I don't feel entirely comfortable. Like when you're having somebody finance you and you are being okay with it, and you're just sitting comfortably and this person isn't your parent you're a grown human being and while you have the opportunity you've probably had opportunities to go and work and make that bank for yourself you're letting your babe get to the point where she's giving you money so that you can have drinks with the boys like the fuck and also i need to start attacking the ladies a little bit over here why the fuck are some of you doing that shit for people you barely even know ladies i'm talking to you Yes, I can get it. You're the caring person. You're the nurturer. You know you love the person. But this is somebody you've barely started dating. You haven't been with this guy for such a long time. And you've already started financing half of his shit. Like, what in the world would allow you to do that? Like, I can get, yes, sometimes they're manipulative. Yes, sometimes, you know, clowning, character development, blah, blah, blah. But I feel as though the money is where most people usually draw the line. But you're freely giving it like that? Like, yo... We really need to sit down and talk about this because there should be a certain uncomfortable feeling that gets to a man when he decides to let his babe finance him and he's not doing anything. And I'm not saying this shit as if I don't know. Like hell, I'm even gonna come out and admit it to the bloody world. I have ever been financed by a babe before. And by financed, I mean like us guys would go to have fun and she was paying for everything. Like, no word of a lie. And if she's listening to this, mad shout out to you. Like, you are an amazing person and you are a blessing. But even from her side, whenever she would do it, she would see the discomfort that I was in. And she used to hear it from me all the time. So in one way or another, I can say very well that I know what it's like to be financed by a babe. So I am in the best position to tell my fellow fellas to stop allowing themselves to be comfortable and get financed by babes when they know very well that they're in a position to actually get out of that shit. As in, you're the provider in this equation, so you might as well get to doing the work and actually provide. Stop leaving that shit to somebody else, otherwise your usefulness will be rendered moot very, very quickly. And ladies, I think it's high time I tell you this. If you're financing him, make sure that what you're doing is to help him grow and not to help him have fun. If you are going to finance this man, you might as well treat that shit like an investment. Even though he is giving it back to you at 0% interest, treat that shit like an investment. Because when you think about it like an investment, you can lose money and you will have to get up and go. Meaning that if you get into loggerheads with this guy, always be ready to up and leave. Yes, I know the money can be painful when you've lost it, but sometimes you might have to live with that shit. If you are giving this person money, then know that it's an investment. So you either track its growth or you treat that shit like a loan where the money is supposed to come back. That way, he will be accountable for that money, he will be a lot more responsible and he will probably stop treating that shit like a grant so that it doesn't come back to bite you once the relationship is over. Because when you think about it, 
if this man was going to be financed just for fun and he was going to see his homies then the homies would have probably been the ones to actually finance that entire shindig not you to my fellas i just want to tell you this real quick i have been doing this podcast for close to two years i have done battle of the sexes for now 75 episodes when you include this one and i will tell you for a fact this podcast has been about you guys it's been about me trying to explain what it is that the fellas feel me trying to explain what it is that the fellas go through and me being in the guy's corner to explain the issues that affect men and how sometimes women just jump to the worst conclusions ever but when it gets to the point where i have to start dealing with this shit then i have to admit that you are making my work a hell of a lot harder than it probably should be so maybe you should probably up your game on this shit and stop allowing yourself to be put in such demeaning positions but then again maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm not looking at this entire side of it maybe i'm actually neglecting the side of the men that should probably be given a chance to actually air its grievances out so i want to know your thoughts on this fellas and i want your thoughts and comments on this as well ladies the dms to hit me up on is at break time on my side on ig slide into the dms tell me what it is that you feel about this entire thing on facebook it is also at break time on my side and on twitter if you want to slide into my personal dms it is at bagakadadi thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and thank you so much for a very good 75 episodes of battle of the sexes if you are listening on castbox feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly and i will catch you guys on the next break <laughs>